This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! We are back to show fighting easier from outside the cage, as always. You know, you never know when you're going to get that call on Tuesday, like Paul Felder might have. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, what would you do right now if they called and were like, we need you to fight Saturday? I wouldn't, but I've also famously never a fought so i think that would be a huge error on whatever matchmaker is putting that together you just or would say i wouldn't you wouldn't take like the fun way out and be like you know i'd like to but i've got covid like symptoms i don't know <laughs> that i can report i can guarantee you if you say that you have covid like symptoms they'd be prove it we'll get someone down there to do a kit and we'll see if that's true so i don't know man i, I think that it's, it takes balls to do that sort of a thing, and it's definitely something that's difficult to do. But why are you asking this question? Just curious, uh, because I saw Paul took the fight on, like, no day's notice. Yes. Against Dos Anjos. I have questions for our guest this evening about mm-hmm. when he knew he was fighting. Because mm-hmm. I saw some, some tweeting that indicates maybe there wasn't a signed agreement until November 3rd which leads me to believe he knew about eight seconds before he got on the card. <laughs> but that's why I ask. I'm just, I'm trying to put myself in the mind frame. It's like, hey, Kevin, you need to be prepared for combat sports on Saturday. It's like, I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked. <laughs> As is, we barely can put it together for jiu-jitsu, so I get it. But before we bring him on, he's a great guest. Kev, we should take care of some business real quick. Uh. Well, I mean, that's a good time for you to plug. Oh, I get know. what you're saying. And okay, that's the beauty. You. I actually just booked a Nogi private while I'm going to be mm. in Kansas City with KCBJJ's own. And I'm going to be rocking some of the fresh gear from NogiBJJGear.com. Mm. NogiBJJGear.com. Put Verbal Tap 15 in. Reap the rewards. Look better during this holiday season before you know you indulge. Before you hit the Christmas cookies, get that Nogi gear in. There we go. Yeah, and I will tell you guys this right now, and I know a lot of you are excited about it, but this is the premiere of us telling you we have a new sponsor as well. We are working with Manscaped. Kev, why are we working with Manscaped? Uh, so I can stay professional in the field. Mm-hmm. That I can look, I just got married. How am I supposed mm-hmm. to keep my wife happy, Raph, in the face of such adverse times? where every day she sees me. Only one way, get Manscaped, keep it fresh. Manscaped in a new way every day. Not their slogan, but it might be ours for this week. Manscaped yourself to a better marriage. Use a promotional code VerbalTap for 20% off. That's right, 20%. Get that, kids. All right, our guest, Kev, I did tell you a little bit about him off air. You obviously have seen him fight a number of times. I hope we he always do you for making him wait through that entire ad read to get. I here. know, dude. Hey, listen. Hey, he's he understands this business <laughs> better. Just a quick than jab. Most. Just I don't right think we're the, the first. 
I don't think we're the first person to ever have to do advertising, taking care of the people who pay us sort of shit. But here's what I can tell you about this man. He is known on the jiu-jitsu community. He is a black belt. He is somebody who always gives us the goods. He just recently competed on a UFC card, as you mentioned, on a few, not days notice, but very quick amount of a turnaround. And uh, we're very excited to have him. He's also behind the bullpen submission series. I'm very excited because we have yet to bring him on this show. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one, Tony Burchak. Tony, how you doing, sir? Dude, what is going on? How are you guys doing? Well, I think we're doing okay. And I always try to bring somebody on here that will terrify Kevin whenever we do fight picks. Because <laughs> there is a little bit of joking nature. And I know you are a pro wrestling attuned as well so you know that there is the heel in the face there's always uh you know antagonizing the other guy and then you know some nice trash talk that happens and i said we're, we're not going to be in any shortage of that with tony with kevin so i feel no, like we're, we're in we're good hands just fine we're gonna be just fine so <laughs> kind of what i got off of air is these picks basically it's like apples to apples you guys ever played apples to apples <laughs> yeah, oh, where yeah where you argue on why your card makes the most sense <laughs> Absolutely. I tend to fuck people up at that game. So get ready. <laughs> That's perfect because and part of the reason we created the game over under Kevin is because most shows that do previews are done by people who don't fight. And when that happens, I'm not saying that all fighters are gonna be immaculate with their analysis. But, you know, a lot of these guys will be like, man, this guy's got a great right hook. And it's like, mm, do you actually watch how this guy fights? It's not actually true. Like, you know, you know what? We're Damian, just going to leave. Do you know who Damian Maya is? <laughs> <laughs> it's also just really funny to me out of the gate to hear a 10th Planet guy be like, you ever played Apples to Apples? It's like, <laughs> is that how you name your locks? That's how you do it. We got there quick. It's like, yeah, I've Dude, played Apples I'm to Apples. It's a, called I'm taking... you guys a million dollar idea. It's, it's mm. grapples to grapples. And basically you just <laughs> argue, huh, argue on behalf of your card. Uh, you know, disagree. I'm not opposed to it. We're trying to get some side hustle and we will definitely play any board game possible. Uh, as we see more and more people being like, how the fuck do I do more jujitsu in my life? Tony, I got to ask you this, man. So you got on that card at the very last minute. It was against a teammate. How did that even come together, man? Jesus, dude. Like, like man, those fucking physical calls, you know. It's, it's, uh, I always, before I get into the story, I always, I always preach to my student body and my, and my, you know, guys like, always answer the call, always run towards the danger. You know what I mean? Because those opportunities are few and far between. And in, in times like 2020, when you can really look and say, wow, I took a lot of shit for granted. You know what I mean? When, when that door knocks or the phone rings, like pick it up, answer it and, and see where that's going to take you. Because the, the, the biggest thing that, that I was worried about in this whole situation um, you know, was just never, ever getting back in. And, and I got the call and, you know, what, who am I going to be to squander that opportunity? Even if it is on three days notice, you know what I mean? It, it was, a it was such a blur and a roller coaster when it all came down to it. So when I did get the call from, from Jason house, who's my manager at Iridium sports management, um, he usually calls or he texts me, you know, how much do you weigh? 
can you make weight this weekend? This time it was a FaceTime. And I'm like walking. I'm like, oh, shit. I go, what's up, dude? He goes, yo, you're in. And I go, okay, you've told me this before, though. He goes, no, no, no. They asked for you by name. Can you make weight this weekend? And I go, hold on. They asked for me by name. They said, yes, Sean Selby asked you by name. They want you to get going. So I was like, dude, this was at lunchtime on Tuesday. Within two hours, I had a plane ticket, my cornerman list done. Every, you know, I was already starting medical paperwork. And, uh, you know, about an hour and a half later, I was on a fucking plane. So just the, the initial shock of everything and how fast everything moved, it, it was wild. And the week went by so fast, you know, it, it was, I, I had to have a week to process all the little things that I kind of overlooked at the time, little victories, little annoyances, like things that I just kept moving past. You know what I mean? Like there was only one goal and that was forward progress and, and moving, uh, you know, one step closer to stepping into that, that octagon one more time. Um, so I looked at sure dog and I was like, I wonder who fell out. And I go, Oh fuck. I looked at the matchups and I go, it's Gustavo, isn't it? He goes, yeah, dude. He goes, do you want it? And I go, yeah, man. I mean, you know, he's my teammate, right? He's a 10th planet Brown belt under Casey Halstead, who's my head coach as well. It's his head coach. Casey was working with him that whole time for his camp against, um, the Brazilian kid, Colazzo or Colazzo, whatever his name is. Um, you know, so Casey calls me and he's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta sit out on this one. Like I can't help either of you. And, you know, Gustavo immediately called me and was like, Hey brother, like, you know, this is an opportunity for both of us. Like my guy fell out, you know, I can still make some money. I know how hard you've been working on the outside trying to get back in. He's like, here's your, here's the chance. He's like, let's go fucking bang it out. And we'll have a beer after. And I just started crying, dude. I was, Cause he didn't have to say yes to me. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to say yes. He didn't have to give me the opportunity to get back in. Um, you know, even me on the couch and getting ready for quintet and getting ready for, you know, those things, I'm still a bad matchup for anybody, you know, still, I'm still dangerous. And, and <clears throat> I mean, just like we saw with Paul Felder, you know, he was getting ready for, I think a, a decathlon or a triathlon or something. And he went <clears throat> full 25 minutes with, with Rafael Zanio. It's like, it, it's not, it's not something secured when you say yes to a last minute fight. Like everybody that steps in the UFC octagon is a dangerous person. And, um, and yeah, man, like, you know, we chatted about it for a second. He told me, I love you. I love him. It's all respect. And and we went and did the damn thing, man. Hell yeah. And you just quoted the bachelorette, but that aside, (laughs) this is the bachelorette. What did I say? You said, do the damn thing. Just that last part. Everything else. (laughs) Do the damn thing. Great. Damn, man. So, Teammate Nall and Raf Casey Alstead, friend of the podcast. And yeah, dude, Casey, like, well, you're saying what we're hearing, which is that that's amazing that Casey knew he had to pull himself out of that situation. But I know that's also a hard thing because I know that you feel bad for him too because you know the work that he's putting into his fighter. Yeah, for sure. But it got even deeper than that, dude, because like, Yes, I am part of, of Team Extreme, right at Extreme Couture. Like, when I'm not – Mercedes, when I'm not doing – she's trying to vacuum while I'm doing an interview. Crazy. Um, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. All right. So, anyways, uh, you know, I was part of, I'm part of Team Extreme. And, uh, 
I, I, even though me being out in Tucson and I'm kind of away from the, 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 the daily grind of, of you know, um, extreme, I assumed that those coaches were going to coach Gustavo. You know what I mean? And to me, it made sense that, like, okay, yeah, they're not coaching me, right? They, they wouldn't ever just mm-hmm. coach me against Goose because he's there all the time. He's their in-house guy. But Coach Eric Nixick, Ray Seffo, Dennis Davis, guys that have been in my corner before also didn't corner Gustavo. You know what I mean? And um, he brought, you know, Brian Carraway and Jimmy Giff and, and, um, and uh, Kobe, who's a, who's a wrestler. So it's like there was a lot of people who I, you know, absolutely adore and love that I thought I was going to be looking across the cage from, you know, and, and they sat out as well, too. So it was a, it was a lot of people that, that took the sideline on this one. That's respect. That's respect. And speaking of respect, so we're going to get to the part that happens today in just a moment. But I did want to ask, what did you guys say to each other after the fight? Because I noticed there was a very quick you guys went and it looked like you guys had words, at least when we were watching it. What was exchanged between the two of you? Well, I fought one. I went to sleep. So when I woke up, I was like, oh, fuck, here we are. And uh, he was just like, look, dude, the, the, you know, I, he didn't enjoy that. He didn't enjoy, he, he was telling me that he didn't enjoy, you know, doing that. It, it wasn't, you know, a great feeling, but you know, he was telling me like, dude, you're, you're in now. Like you got yourself in, this is what it was about. This is, you know, he respects me, he loves me and it, it's time to, to, you know, refocus on somebody else. Yeah. And when I look at everything and, and like, like I said, the little victories, the little, the little things that I were, was overlooking was he was on a loss, right? He lost to Marab Davishvili when they gave him a 24-hour notice, you know, turnaround. And so he was on the chopping block. They're over roster. They tell you, like, we're over roster. Like, if you look like shit, we'll cut you. You know what I mean? Like, you're not guaranteed anything in the UFC. You sign a, a four-fight contract, but, you know, based on performance and based on certain things, they can just let you go, you know? So one of the little victories that, I, that was a, is a blessing, you know what I mean, is my, my good friend and teammate gets to stay in the UFC. And on the other side of that coin, I get to get back in the UFC. And both of us, you know, understood that that was going to be the, the bittersweet trade-off of that. All right. Well, we get down to the respect angle, and this is what I wanted to come back to, Kev. Now, could you imagine this, Kevin? Your buddy's posting that he is visiting the University of Arizona to watch a football game. Now, could you imagine in the comment section, there's a post from the guy you choked unconscious that says, hey, come to Open Mat. Kev, would you do that? No. No, no, no. Okay. Well, Tony seemed to do that, and not only did he do it, but then it seems like Gus took you up on that. So describe what happened today. Okay, so in the in I saw that he came to watch, you know, uh, USC versus the University of Arizona, and uh, I, one of the, the first comments that I put in the comment section, I was like, "Damn, dog, you're just gonna choke me out one weekend and then invade my city the next weekend." That's just sad, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. So I told him that, and then I was like, yo, we got an event tomorrow, come. And I didn't think he was going to come. I figured he was going to be out partying and, you know, doing his thing. And uh, 
you know, we, we went out last night, one of my buddies who's, uh, he's in the army, he's getting restationed in North Carolina. We went out and kind of, you know, had a few beers and got drunk and I was like, I got to get up and we're going to go to this open mat and I got to do this thing. And, um, I'm, I'm standing there and this, this, uh, brand new GMC Yukon just rolls up all quick and fast. I'm like, who the fuck's pulling into my parking lot like this? And out gets little ass Gustavo walking in with a six pack of Pacifico. And I was like, look at the audacity on this motherfucker. This, what? Look at the audacity. Like, I was just blown away, dude. And everybody was like, oh, hell no. This fool's just walking up in here. Okay, so he brought like so many people on my Instagram or DMing me and inboxing me, like, dude, he really just showed up at your gym like that. He really. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like what you guys don't understand is we were teammates before this fight. We're going to continue to be teammates after this fight. So he, he walks in and he, he like gives me a hug. We're laughing and giggling. And uh, he looks around, he's looking up at the ceiling. He goes, God, I've always wanted my own gym. And I go, God damn, dude, these insults just keep coming. And he was like telling people, okay, guys, I'm your coach now. Uh, that's how this thing works. So uh, there's just some changes going around here. And I go, bro, sit the fuck down. Get, let's. So it was, it was pretty funny, man. He did, he did take us up. We did a, an event today um, for We Defy Foundation, which is a, uh, it's a charity that scholarships uh, combat veterans and pays for 100% of their jujitsu, buys them two geese, buys them two rash carts and two shorts, um, and, and they, they help uh, veterans get, get over PTSD or, you know, cope with PTSD through jiu-jitsu. Um, so it's a really cool event. We've got some black belts from all over the, the, the country show up, uh, some super, super dope black belts from Tucson show up, and then, of course, there, there's Gustavo. He rolls up, and uh, he didn't even bring me a full six-pack. He brought me five beers and a three-quarter finished bottle of Jameson. Hold up. So, the math on that does not work for some reason. And I have done my best in my years as a mentor to many kids in being like, listen, kids, if you go somewhere, you bring a six pack, you bring something, you do something to the host that's nice enough to give you there. And I've had people when they come in with like some straggler beers that are supposed to go in a six pack and I go, what the fuck is this? And they show up and I go, why is there four? There's six slots. Bring them the full six pack. And they're like, oh, I just I left one at home. And I was like, how? What? <laughs> Well, yeah, this is a. I finished two last night, and this is kind of just the rest of the six pack I had. <laughs> I have sent people home from poker games when they have failed to bring a full six pack because I was like, no, yeah, that's as disrespectful. You as you should. You're not even a grown up. Why are you bringing half, half cases over here? And I tell people, I go, if you go to someone else's poker game and you do that and it gets back to me, I will disown you as a friend because people talk and they will tell me. So, anyway, um, well, you Either all are way. being too specific, though. If I said Tenth <laughs> Planet Brown Belt brings assholeish liquor to open <laughs> mat, you guys would be like, "Oh, that checks out. Every part of that checks out." <laughs> Literally, all lines up. Well, so that's my first only. Of all, um, that's my caveat, Raph. I want to be clear. That is fair. I am glad that you guys got the chance to uh, train today. I'm pretty sure to your students, though, there is a little bit of element of like Hulk Hogan taking off the red and yellow and becoming part of the NWO and going, what the fuck just happened here? Did oh, we all dude, just I get had, swerved? I, like I said, I had so many people like, bro, you're a better man than I am. I would have socked <laughs> that fool. And I was like, I mean, I can't even just believe you let him walk through your front door like that. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to like, what am I going to do? Get out, leave. 
<laughs> I do appreciate, though, and it is good that people send those notes. What they may not know is the culture of your gym. So what we get to see all the time is you guys host all these amazing things. There's seminars that happen all the time. You get a lot of people who go specifically to either go to train at your gym, teach a seminar at your gym, or go to compete at your gym. And just recently, you had the Bullpen Submission Series, which was a very fun thing. I, I had to catch it in bits and pieces. But I always love when you guys put those things together. Why do you feel the need to put on events like that? Oh, man. So that even that in the back, like uh, I was literally 10 or 15 minutes away from the because uh, I was the first fight of the night on the UFC card. So they were put trying to shove me in the limo and I'm watching bullpen. And that whole thing is like what kept me calm and not, you know, losing my, my, my shit on the way to the fucking stadium. So bullpen submission series was a, a, a sub only um, event that me and my wife created here in the Southwest because there was no true sub only, you know, fight to win came here. And then we have another one called rise of the prospects, but it all comes down to ref's decision. There was nothing that was, true submission-only EBI rules, uh, you know, that had been grown and fostered here in, in, in Arizona. So we started that here in Tucson, and it's important to us to continue to throw these events because, like, right now there's there's so many people that, that are just laying, you know, you know, just hanging around their house, getting fat. They're not, they're not training, but they do want to compete, and, and God bless those people, you know what I mean? But for the most part, everybody that was in this tournament is a 100% heavy hitter. We had, uh, I think, seven guys that are on the 10th planet, uh, top 25 pound for pound, best grapplers in our, in our organization. They were, they were in our gym. Um, the, 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 just the atmosphere when the bullpen's going and it's all competitors, there's no spectators. So it's, it's all competitors and one coach and, um, the synergy that the, just the whole thing in the room is just, is, is you could just feel it on your skin, how electric it is. And, um, that, that quintet did not disappoint, man. There was some killer teams from Portland, Grants Pass, Oregon, East Texas. Um, team Hooligan, who's, who's my Brown Belt Willie's uh, team that he pieced together. Um, who else? Man, there was Team Havoc from Tucson who had old school dudes like Ed West and, and, uh, and Greg Foster, Dylan Louie. Um, it, was, it was an amazing, an amazing collective and competitors there. Like, dude, you have P.J. Barsh. You got Quentin Rosenwick, Adrian Nez. Um, you know, Sam Hardy, Phil Schwartz, like everybody Wait, here. Did you say another barge? Guy. Is there another, bar- is this a relation to PJ? That is PJ Barch. No, PJ Barch was on the Grants Pass team. Oh, thank God. Okay, hold on. I just want to make sure there wasn't a second barge. Uh, look, <laughs> no, there's no, a quick 10 I don't think there's question. two barches. Perfect. No, but but dude, it was it was an amazing, amazing tournament, bro. Like if you guys haven't had the chance to see it, Go to the bullpen Facebook. All the matches are up there. There's like literally an hour, two hours of a of, of full tournament of jiu-jitsu with some of the dopest matches that I've seen in a long, long time. Hell yeah. Can I ask another? I want to ask an adjacent 10th Planet question. Go for it. Is it a sense of pride or is there, so you've kind of talked about it already. You've said this was a split situation where, you know, you're actually teammates with who you're, who you're going to be fighting with Gustavo. 
is it also a sense of pride because this is kind of what you've worked towards so you're you're referencing a tournament where there's a lot of 10th planeters and you guys are going to murder each other for our benefit and we're here for it by the way it's the best when you sick when you sick these nogi 10th planeters on each other it's like it's really quality tournaments i mean that's also what we've learned from from the bravo side do you feel that when you're fighting in the MMA cage as well? Is there still that jujitsu pride? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the answer to that is when you're, when you're competing, right. And you're like a true competitor through and through, like you just love the, the spirit of competition and me as an instructor looking at this, my best work, my best work as an instructor is when two of my kids are in the finals. Right. My kids are in first and second together. And then I have, you know, one third place loser that straggled along. Like if I can get a whole 10th planet podium at a tournament, I did my job. Right. So like this 10 on 10 crime, everyone's like, hey, we're all family. We're all 10. Like, yeah, we are. But today we're fucking fighting. So like, let's get that shit out of the way. Like, I'm going to love you and hug you after. but I'm going to fuck you up right now. You know what I mean? And like. The times that we've done, like, uh, the 10th Planet HQ uh, quintet with Eddie, like, he's like, hey, guys, no shit talk. Like, we're all brothers and sisters here. I wasn't at this bull. Like I said, I was in Vegas. I was getting ready to fight. But people were like, no, dude, like, the shit talk was thick. Motherfuckers were getting in their little words edgewise. Like, it was, it was a good little kind of back and forth energy of, of things going on. So, like, we're, we're all going to try to – to beat you down physically, right? But, like, it's the mental warfare. It's that mental shit that really, it, you'll see somebody break, get frustrated, you know, kind of lose focus for a second. Like, man, come on, don't say that shit about it. And then, bam, you know, someone jumps in on a leg lock. So it's like, it's like, it was, it was so cool to see that happen, you know, at Quintet and then me and Gustavo being in the UFC, being 10 on 10. He could have did me dirty, bro. He had me in some good spots where he could have elbowed the shit out of me, cut me open, broke my nose. You know, he did fucking punch me in the back of the head two or three times. And I remember the referee going like, Gustavo, that's the back of the head. And then right after he says that, he sneaks one right back through again. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I told him today, I was like, let me see your hand, dude. I got this big-ass knot on the back of my head. And I made him feel it. And I go, that's you, dude. That's you. That's your cheap shot in ass right there. <laughs> perfect qualifier now you talk about oh go ahead i'm sorry no but i think i think the answer to that is is when you see everyone's like i don't know why there's so much 10 on 10 crime because we're the only people that really want to step up and constantly compete no matter who it is you know what i mean like i find i see so many people with so many excuses on why they can't come to bullpen why they don't want to do sub only why they don't like ebi overtimes it's like dude you guys have an opportunity to just be on the mats with some of the dopest people who you would never have the opportunity to do that with otherwise. Like, like when's an East Texas 10 planet guy going to go up against PJ Barch? When's a, a Portland dude going to get to go up against, you know, Quentin Rosenwig? Like it doesn't, that never happens. So like for us to bring people all together from all across the country, all across several different affiliations, but majority 10 planet, and they let and they just went to slaughter each other. That was rad, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's a credit to what you guys do. Um, See, that's I just, what I think. I think it's ultimately a compliment to me, especially yeah. that you're willing to fight each other. It's like, look, we train jujitsu together, and it's it's big. But I, to me, it's a compliment. 
And Kevin, the best yeah, way to kind of explain it is when you do watch the HQ, those videos, you do see them go from a perfectly functional extended family reunion to real to, world housewives well, immediately. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the gets intense. So those are always fun to watch. But then the healing that happens afterwards where everybody just, they kind of get it out of their system and they go, yeah, all right, you, that team won. All right. All right. That's fine. We're just, we're good. But it is something to behold. And uh, we do appreciate the 10th Planet system for doing that. Because again, no other team is putting on a trial system to not only select who's going to get the honor of representing their team, but then shows you it. Because right. They could 100% do that in secret and just be like, by the way, we did it in secret and Derek Ray fell one. So Yeah, exactly. This is family drama. Like, you don't need to be seeing this. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't need to watch this shit. This is, this is brothers fucking up brothers and you guys don't need to watch this. And but, so, like, you, so when, right. when, the whole, when the whole top 25 10th Planet Pound for Pound thing came out, I looked at the 25, right, and I'm not on it. And I go, okay, who's at my weight or close to my weight that I need to take out? And I told Eddie, I go, I think that was a, a weird thing to do because it didn't make me want to go, you know what, me fucking up Cody Steele is going to get me on that list. You know, me fucking up, uh, you know, Nikki Ryan's going to get me on that list. No, it's like, okay, Keith's at number two, Gio's at one, you know, Marvin's at five. Like, I just looked at all the 45ers and I go, those are the guys that I got to beat. All right, cool, fuck. You know what I mean? And it, it, essentially, it essentially gave us all a carrot to go after when, when we're thinking about like, okay, that's the pound for pound. Like I want to be on that. You know what I mean? And unfortunately that's only 10th planet guys on that list. So I got to take those guys out. Me taking out, you know, three DDS guys and Cody Steele. How does that, how does that equate to me getting on my affiliation? Pound for pound list? Well, it's also a testament to the evil mastermind. That is edgy Braj for doing that. True. And I, and no. I don't know if he did that intentionally or like with, with, you know what I mean? Like there, there's, I think it is a, a definitely a brilliant mastermind idea of what he did. And then he'll go, no, but no, that's not, he goes, that's just, you know, that's just for, for us guys. It's not important. You know what I mean? But it is. Well, try telling that to someone who's ranked on it because I've seen very, very interesting discussions that have happened because of it. And I like to remind people, it's the same thing with any kind of ranking system. If Kevin and I came out with a verbal tap ranking of the best fighters, you better believe those motherfuckers would come on and lobby themselves. And we would do it with the full intention of knowing, well, one, you came on the show, so trick's on yeah, you. you're going to spend some shit up. Number two, it's going to get us a lot of traction. But I think in the case of 10th Planet, it is a never-ending system of trying to catch up and be that. Now, I'm just a little pissed that Eddie hasn't taken my idea fully, which is to give the numbers uh, rash guards to the people. So that they have to wear them at certain times. Oh my because God. I feel like if you really want to target on your back and see how that little social experiment's going to run, you do that. Oh, that's rad. That's a fucking dope idea. It's fine. I'll do it when I have my own system one day. Anyway, Tony, <laughs> we're going to start transitioning over to the game. But here's the thing. Kevin has been listening to you. He's got ammunition in the chamber now. He's been looking over at your profile. He's looked up at your fights. So I like to give you the opportunity because you do have to talk trash room. We've all been friends right now, but you and Kevin are about to get into that mental competition that you speak about. So is there something you want to know about your future opponent right now? I'm going to give you the open floor 
to ask Kevin any question or questions that you may have before we start. Dang. What color is his hair? <laughs> Blonde. I mean, okay. who are you asking me or the many women that have fallen prey? <laughs> yeah, oh God, that, that's that's such a creepy thing to say. Thank you. I wear many. I wear many wigs. <laughs> um, okay, blonde hair. All right. What is your waist size? Uh, 36, 34 if it's just the waist, but when you factor in this Philadelphia ass that I inherited 36. Okay. So you're from Philly? No, my mom is. I'm from Kansas. Okay. Well, both of those places fucking suck. So, all right, let's go. Amen. I got enough. He's got enough. Got oh enough. my God. He's not even going to challenge the idea that let's he's from go. Kansas. That's what saying. He's from Philadelphia, Philadelphia and Kansas. <laughs> Good. Well, I think it's time to transition to the game of over under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. I'm the host of this segment. I'm just going to walk you through it. It's very simple. We give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win on the randomized order of the UFC 255 card. And I've got some news for you guys. This card is a doozy, and we'll get to exactly who's on it in just a second. Now, if I so deem that they are given the opportunity for a rebuttal time. They get 15 seconds of extra time to chat. We do ultimately pick whoever gets the most guesses correct as our winner. However, it means more to us who talks better trashed during this segment. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? Uh, yeah, I'm going against someone who weighed in at 135 pounds a few weeks ago. I'm certainly not nervous <laughs> as we get into this. Oh, a a swift God. wind could knock him out of this competition, Raph. I feel fine. Uh-oh. Uh, Tony, do you understand the rules? I do, yes. I do very indeed understand the rules. Excellent. Well, gents, we're going to get this off to a start. Kevin, you're going to lead us off. He's just allowed to say Indeedy. We're just going to move. You know what? Fine, Raph. You go ahead. I guess we're not hosting with any integrity anymore. Yeah. No, it's cool. If you could darse him, you can go ahead and talk shit to him. I don't know that you can. Do what? (laughs) I've got the beginning of this uh, fight uh, card listed up top with middleweight bout between Kyle Dacus and Dustin Stoltzfus, which is a terrible name. Kev, 15 seconds on the clock. You go. Yeah. Well, in the classic Dacus versus Stockus Christmas Carol, as you're aware, ref, everyone dies. It's a dark tale. But mm. I'm going to take Dacus because ultimately I don't want to get Stockus out no, in the no, cold. I'll stop you there. No? All right. Okay. Oh, you know, <laughs> Tony, who do you got? Guys. 15 on the clock for you. That was fucking horrible. I don't even have to have a rebuttal argument that that guy tried rhyming Dacus with Stockus so many fucking times. Holy shit. What? Let's just, let's go with, uh, who's the other guy? Dacus and who? Uh, Dustin Stolfus. Stolfus. I'm going with Stolfus. Okay. Kev, are you mad that he's trying to really downplay your rap career? 
No, and I'll tell you why. I have my name listed here as the Nevada vote count, and I have his as Ohio frowny face, so I feel super <laughs> confident. Fair enough. All right, well, we're going to go to our next fight right now, and I think this one is a vastly more interesting fight for one reason. It's friend of Grappling Hour 1, D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez versus Nicholas Dalby. Uh, Tony, you start us off on this one. 15 seconds to you. Uh, I do always got, love the 10th Planet guys. Um, Nicholas Dalby has dynamite in his hands, and I think uh, it's going to be a war for sure. Um, but I'm going to go for the 10th Planet side. Ooh, Kevin, what do you got on this one? Look, this isn't Rage in the Cage. Where oh, God, damn. This isn't Rage in that the Cage a, 150 where you're just going to arm bro. triangle me like I'm Apollo's nephew. It's not going to happen. That's, that's, I'm a, that's a low blow, bro. I'm, I'm ashamed that I've even been there, but thank you. <laughs> I, hey, we're all just a Rage in the Cage. I'm yeah, going but, with Rodriguez. I'm going with D-Rod, baby. Oh, man. Huh. I think you're I mean, winning the Tony... shit talk thing because you have too much ammo. I don't have any computer in front of me. I've, I've been... Who gave you the Man. opportunity to ask questions? Oh, Who's regretting right, that now? Right. Rev, he was a member blind. of the World I'm Fighting Federation, blind. which I know sounds pro wrestling, <laughs> but wasn't based off of how he did. Oh, my he was God. arm right. murdering people. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this next one. Mm. This one is a light heavyweight bout between Mauricio Shogun Rua and Paul Craig. Kev? I'm so sad at this fight. When I first, obviously, you know, whenever I see Paul Craig, I'm like, oh, he's that disgraced politician from Minnesota. He's not. I'm going to go with Paul Craig, and okay. I do not feel very good about it. <laughs> Uh, Tony, do you feel that Kevin is being disrespectful to the good days of pride right now? Pick to you. Go 15 seconds. The thing is, is I want to talk shit to him so bad, but I'm so horribly unprepared and have zero ammo other than his waist size and his hair color. I do have to concur with him and go with Paul Craig, though. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I I think Shogun's. I think Shogun's just at that at that time now, man, and, and Paul Craig is a savage. Kev, how are you feeling about this? He he did follow your lead on that one, and he seemed to be a little bit I don't want to say he's breaking, but he is showing signs of mental instability here. I feel like the guy that won by TKO punches at Coalition of Combat, Clash of the Titans, <laughs> over Roman Salazar has come to the positive side. That's the guy I know. He's the Clash of Titans champion. Okay, okay. Tony, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to ask an additional question about Kevin that could be incriminating going forward because clearly you didn't take my hint before. But out of the kindness of my heart, I will give you another chance to ask him a question. I will give you 23 seconds here. Go. What is his most embarrassing moment? Oh, God. Well, first of all, with my level of social anxiety, which ones aren't? But I'll give you jujitsu wise. And it was this one. I'm fighting this Yamasaki purple belt in a tournament. And he just straight up starts arm barring me. And the referee, to his credit, stops the fight. He's like, you okay? I was like, I wasn't there yet. Uh, And then Yamasaki purple belt, (laughs) go ahead and just takes the arm right again. 
definitely injures me. And I was like, oh, no, now we're here tapped out. So <laughs> oh, that one feels pretty good, right? All right. So he gave you he gave you the homie bump, and then you decided not to take it. Correct. It. <laughs> Everybody was like, are you sure? And I was like, I'm sure. What are you guys talking? Oh, my God. Ow. <laughs> and the shoulder was never the same. All right. Okay. Now, does that make you feel a little bit better there, Tony? Zero. No, these, these fucking things suck. Okay. Well, okay. Know, like, the last time he shit his, when's the last time he shit his pants? That's what I need to know. I don't know. It's all a blur before Halloween where I was <laughs> nude under the <laughs> Halloween moon. Hosting so, a small seance to say oh yes God. to Biden and try and excursiate the evil spirits yeah. that exist within this earth. But that's tough. You have to get fully nude and be right in the moonlight. Good work, Kevin. You know, it's not for the faint of heart, Raph. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You know what else is not for the faint of heart? This fight between Mike Perry and Tim Means, friend of the show. Tony, you pick first here. Oh, dude, with with everything that's been going on with uh, with Mike Perry, who I guarantee Kevin is a fan of, um, <laughs> I just just by listening to talk, he's he's on Mike Perry's dick for sure. I don't think he's going to be able to put together a successful camp or game plan. And I think Tim Means. I've always been a fan of Tim Means. Man, the Dirty Bird is gonna is gonna take this one for sure. Kev, I I have I mean. How dare I affront so many things that were thrown at me? But he's not wrong, Raph, and I'll tell you why. Anyone that puts a diamond next to their face marries someone and keeps just hiring people from Twitter as their ring corner (laughs) has my affection. That's a badass. That's what we call modern Spartan. I'm going with Mike Perry here. Apologies to... Apologies to the dirty bird and his mullet that I expect to see. Fair enough. All right. That's that's Platinum. rough. I don't know. Platinum Mike Perry is his nickname, you people. That ju- you just you all both of you. Kev, relax. I might have to text here. Tim means that pick, but that's fine. We have another bout. This one's in the welterweight division. It is between Alan Joban and Jared Gooden. Kevin, who are you going for? 15. This is difficult. And you know why. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like see Hoban as he and I came up through the MMA circuit together. He and I were both <laughs> like, who's the best looking guy around? And we just always mm-hmm. nodded at each other in the cage. And Jeff Gooden isn't even pictured on ESPN. So what are we supposed to do here? Assume he's Drew Gooden's long lost brother. That's very good. I'm going to go with Hoban team. Good looking guy. Gooden. One more time. <laughs> I have. I, oh my God. I want to argue and fight with him so much, but I can't Alan Joban Muay Thai and uh, his, his overall style. Um, I believe Gooden is an Orthodox fighter. Correct. Do mm-hmm. we know that? Yeah. I think uh, Joban being a Southpaw is going to be able to land that left hand and, and, uh, Get him good knocked out. Interesting. All right, all right. You we'll guys see. are actually... We'll see if Hoban can unbutton the top button on his suit to get back in the cage. <laughs> I love how you call him Hoban. What do you call him? Joban. Joban. 
I think that his last name is a Rorschach test and everybody just says what they think it's supposed to sound like because yeah. he's Jubin. Yeah, because I see him in person and we've never made words, but Karen Bryant once uh, tried to egg him on to try and outgravel the shit out of me. And it's only for this reason. And I feel like, and maybe you could have some insight into this. When I come up with nicknames for certain fighters, I look at him and I say, yeah, the dude looks like a fucking Disney prince. Like, look at him. Dude's a good looking dude. And I think one time Karen Bryant was trying to take the negative side of that. And I was like, tell me what's wrong with being complimented like you're fucking just a fucking Disney caricature. And, and like all you could see was Karen Bryant being like, oh, Raph grapples, too. And I was like, Karen, stop trying to kill me. Not professional. Yeah, Thank stop you. Stop trying to get me killed, please. Thank yeah, you. I was like, this dude will murk me. Um, all right. Well, that's been fun. It's been a good time hosting everybody. So. That, that is my one caveat on all of that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. We are now at the, the midway point, which means we will analyze, and I will give 30 seconds to both gents here. Tony, you lead us off. Who is winning in the women's flyweight bout between Valentina Shevchenko and Jennifer Maya? Go. Wow. So the other night, actually last night, we were watching this preview, and I, it just doesn't sell right for me watching that ogre be the champion of the women's division. I 1,000% think Valentina Shevchenko's Muay Thai and takedowns in jiu-jitsu are way more well-together, well-strung, well-orchestrated. And, and Maya is still, like I said, a very ogreish. Uh, you know, she's going to throw bombs, but there's, there's really no kind of um, choreography to what she's going to do, at least with Shevchenko. She's dialed in, she's calculated, and she's very, very dangerous. Noted. Kevin, what do you got for us? <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with the traditional X's and O's. This has to do with, do you have a gun tattoo on your ribs or don't you? And if you do, <laughs> you're going to win a fight. If you don't, you probably aren't going to win oh, that fight. Fuck. We all know that. So I'm going to vote for Shevchenko, not for any of the reasons my simple-minded opponent <laughs> oh, no. just put forward. Because Here's, uh, hold on. You know Here's many, what I'd like to go. Many, you know how many metal militia, like, bro-ho fuckboys I fucking seen that have that goddamn tattoo on their wrist or that little, that little hip part? Oh, dude, what a great thing to say. Thank you for that. I think the entertaining aspect of me is that somehow the takeaway wasn't still on going like, well, one's an ogre and the other one is who I'm rooting for. And I was like, well, okay. I feel like we should have spent some more time on the, the ogre part, Kev. That would have been the place that I would have gone. But hey, you know, we all go different down routes and I, I totally get it. I'm excited about this fight and I'll tell you why. Um, Joaquin Buckley was somebody who recently captured the attention with one of the best knockouts we've ever seen. Kevin, that was the one I sent to you where he essentially looked like the end of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he he is fighting foot through that other guy's face. Correct. And he is fighting a California standout in here in one young Jordan Wright who has a lot of power to his punches. Kevin, I'll ask you, who wins this one? 15 seconds to you. Oh, please. Like I'm going to go against the southpaw that nearly implanted his foot you shouldn't do that unless you're at the Gromlins Theater. 
Like, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be like, oh, that was Buckley's foot. I could see it across that guy's face. So I'm going to go with Buckley. Buckley for Kevin. Tony, who do you have on this one? Um, I also have to agree. I think he just, the, the creativity and the dexterity and the hit that that requires, I, we've seen, we've seen like Raymond Daniels hit that two touch, um, you know, spin sidekick to the liver a lot, but holy shit, did he knock that dude's teeth out, man? I got to go with Joaquin Buckley. Buckley indeed. All right. Dexterity well. of the hip is actually where Tony Burchard got his second win against Gio Arvius. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun card. You should see it. Bro, you know what? I've never been so offended by somebody throwing my wins in my face. I was really, and that that's where this took me off guard. I was really hoping to hear some dark shit about me getting folded up by Thomas Almeida, like the new origami pose or Dude, I, I'm 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 at a loss for words right now. Continue to amaze me, please. I mean, honestly, we have a certain favorite pastime on this show, which is exploring the different names that some of these organizations have given some of these fight cards, and a lot of them harken back to simpler times when we would see a UFC like two oh three explosion, and we go. Man, those were the days with UFC 85, Revenge, UFC bad 62, Bad Blood. Like, all of those, I always thought, man, if I can make it to getting the semicolon job and naming them, I know I've made it in life. And then they did away with them, and it really makes me mad that that's the case. But here we are. Speaking of which, we go to another bout <laughs> in the women's category, this time the flyweight category. Antonio Shevchenko versus... Ariane Lipsky. Tony, you start us off on this one. Uh, is this the sister of Valentina? I'm going to need a judge's ruling. I will look that up for you. I think yes. I don't want to say it out of turn, but go ahead. Okay, so um, not only is she finer than frog's hair, but Ariane Lipsky's jiu-jitsu is, is actually really, really tough. And watching her get caught in that ham sandwich and then reversing it into one of the most violent knee bars I've seen in the UFC in a very long time, um, I don't have enough information on uh, Miss Shevchenko. If she is um, Valentina's sister and they're both getting ready for this fight at the same time, that could be a very dangerous thing for Arian Lipsky. Before I let you finish here, can confirm is the older sister of Valentina. Yeah, then I, I think that might be a, a problem for Arian Lipsky. I think um, her name's Antonia. You have to pick one, just so you know. Shevchenko, go. That's it. No, no, no. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Lipsky. Okay, Kev. Oh, I I just love the idea of being uh, so indecisive. I'd have to ask the judges: Is that Shevchenko of the Shevchenko lineage? Are you aware? <laughs> I guess I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but yeah, I guess I assume it's the same Shevchenko family that dons the MMA. How many Shevchenkos does the world know? You know what? Buddy, I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to go Garcia's. What's your last name? Phillips. I'm going to go put a vote yeah, in okay. for Shevchenko. Like it's not a fucking 
thousand villains. Okay? I don't know if Shevchenko is just the fucking Gonzalez or Smith of fucking Russia. Hold on, hold no on. Raphael appeared to have struck a chord. You I, can, I know. You, you need to get your house in order. You've lost I moderator will. control of this debate. <laughs> Listen, you're the one that agitated him by throwing the names of the cards he's been on, which, by the way, is not really a full insult. Unless I guess presented on this show, there's one called Amazon Forest Combat. I haven't brought that up. I'm so confused oh by God. it. I haven't even brought that, it up. I have we I I have a whole podcast worth of information just off the fucking craziness that Carl Parisian and Drew Fickett did on Amazon Forest Combat. So the next time you guys want to have that crazy fucking talk. Let's let's get on something about that. Holy Don't shit. Don't worry. We're going to put a bookmark in that because now we know. Now, I must say a couple things. In Tony's defense, when people see Carla Esparza and they go, Raph? I go, listen, no, we're not related. That I know of. However, brown people be cray, so entirely possible if we did a 23andMe. So I'm not going to say absolutely no. I just say First of all, vaguely racist. Second of all, also probably true. Cannot prove either way. So I just want to make sure that people understand. Last names can be You're very tricky. You're willing to entertain it, but there's no proof. I just, I can't prove it. And you know what? One day if I see her at a family reunion picnic, I'm going to have to be like, fuck. I told these people for years we weren't related, but here we are. What anyway, that's not here, important. Here we are. Pass yeah. the block, please. <laughs> now, I should let you know this, Tony. Uh, we've got four fights left on this card, but there is usually a wager. Now, we are a jiu-jitsu podcast, so we do not do monetary bets because, again, we're all jiu-jitsu people. Money does not exist in this sport, at least not yet. Okay. So, Kevin, what are some examples of wagers that have been made on Over Under Kevin in the past? Well, our good friend Derek Garza's shirt arrived just right as I... Right as I got back from the honeymoon, Raph, I saw the Dark Clan Fight Club package. I was so excited I won a T-shirt from him. Um, otherwise, it's been posts, social media challenges, anything simple and easy to do with a photo, um, that type of thing. Yeah, and just to let you know, Tony, we still have some time for you to figure out what the bet is. Do you have an idea in mind uh, just off the top of your head. Don't say what it is if you do. I, oh, I fucking got a good one. Okay. Just to let you know that recently when Kevin did go away to get married, we brought on uh, Keith Kikorian, who ended up losing to Dan Tom, the MMA fight analysis. And uh, as a result, Keith has to eat 20 Jack-in-the-Box tacos. Now, I oh, will say, God. don't do that to Kevin because cholesterol, bad form, Let's not kill him. Keith will survive because he is a child. However, just to give you some more context. I don't know. 15 well, tacos. Fuck. Now, now, you gave me, now you gave me another one. Well, I still have the power to veto whatever it is. So I'm just letting you think you've got some time. In the meantime, Kevin's going to go on this next pick. And it is Wait, between. Wait, hold on. So, my, so hold on. Let me ask you a question. Yes. So the wager that I put out, right, mm -hmm. does not have to be reciprocated to me. Correct. Yes, it is usually a gentleman's agreement between the two of you. Kevin has the ability to counter, 
and I have the ability to chime in with good taste. So no, it does not necessarily have to be the exact same thing, but there is some parallel sort of bets that happen. That's usually the majority. Okay, because I was going to say like loser. Okay, so if I win. No, no, no. Don't uh, say what it is. No, no, no. That's how we lose viewers. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. Something like that. I have to do so-and-so and it's not the same. That's fine. We've had those in the past too, so that's fine. I just like the okay. idea that we are we are barreling to that. So you've got a couple times. I'm sorry, Kevin, stop the music? it. No. no, oh, that wasn't the. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was not the time to do the sound bite. You dork. All right, we've got a flyweight bout between Brandon Moreno and Brandon <laughs> Roy Val. Kev, are you kidding? Like I can vote against Tough Seventeen's Brandon Moreno. I'm joking. I know it wasn't Tough Seventeen. I do know it wasn't. But I have no choice but to go with Brandon Moreno. Hey, what is prison tats? Kevin watched Oz too impressionably at an early age. Brandon Moreno. Mm -hmm. Brandon Moreno, thank you very much for that. Tony, who you got on this 15 seconds to you? Man, I've been super impressed with Brandon Warble. But uh, I've trained with with Brandon Moreno uh, a lot of times. He came to to Arizona and, and we've done camp together. Uh, his jiu-jitsu is phenomenal. His strike is phenomenal. But more than anything, he has just tremendous heart, and there's no quit in him. I have to go with Brandon Moreno. All right. Well, here's what's going to happen right now. Tony, you're going to tell us who's winning this women's flyweight bout between Caitlin Chook again and Cynthia Gavillo. Who wins? Go. Uh you know what? I've never really like gone like, dang, Chuck Hagan's the girl that's really going to be there. You know what I mean? Like Cynthia's wrestling, her jiu-jitsu, and her putting everything together between her striking and everything. She, she's getting so well-rounded. I think she's going to just absolutely dominate and submit uh, Kaylee. All right. Kev, who do you have on this one? Yeah. I just want to tell announcers, Calvillo is minus 210, so... Vegas and the world agrees with Anthony Burchek, even though he was like, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Calvillo's better than Chuka again. It's like, yeah, Vegas is well aware. Everyone's aware of that secret. It's actually like a massive underdog, so it doesn't matter. But I'm going to take Chuka again, because I do feel upset potential here. Take Chuka again, a plus 180 versus the minus 210. Clear favorite, Calvillo, but, you know. Ask our friend. He'll tell you about an insider. <laughs> All right. Kev, we're at the welterweight bout between Louis Costco and Sasha Pallet Lefemme Nikitov. Go. There is zero chance anyone's name is Lefemme Nikitov. Who it, is this? You know what? We got to get through it. Listen, his name is Sasha Palinigov, and it's just not a fun name, so I got to get a pun in then here somewhere. Fucking fine. I'm gonna take the only pictured motherfucker in this, despite how prisoned he is. With mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go with Costco. I've not ever been a big Costco fan. Sure. I don't like the bulkiness, <laughs> but I'm going yep. with Costco. Fair enough, Kevin. Thank you. We'll make sure your subscription's renewed. And Tony, what do you got? Listen, I got. As much as he doesn't love Costco, and he's probably a Target kind of guy, mm. um, 
I'd oh, he's right. Him. He did nail me, Raph. There, I want to. I just want to admit to fans and everyone publicly, sure. he's right. I am a target guy for sure. You would, you would never be caught. You would never be caught with us. You know, with slumming it with us Walmartians. Um, but uh, I, anybody with a name that's like Sasha, uh, whatever, comes from a mm-hmm. plant like a, a place of ice and freezing mm. cold. And he's probably very, very fucking angry. I'm going to go with that guy. Okay. Well, that sound as any reasoning as we've had on the show thus far in. Was Tony, you're Paula... going to lead us off on this one. Was that him picking Paula Nidoff? Uh, <laughs> yes. Is that his name? Yes. Paula, Paula Nidoff. <laughs> is the best way that we can I get have to, to write it that. down. Yeah, I have to write his name down or yours, but. All right, we've gotten to the point where we're getting to the main event. Tony, you're going to tell us who's winning. You have 30 seconds. It is between Davison Figueroa and Alex Perez. Who wins? Go. Dude, you know, Alex Perez is, is super good at jiu-jitsu, and, um, and he's a 10th planet guy. But Davison Figueroa is just a fucking buzzsaw. Big at 125. He's got dynamite in his hands. Uh, and I think he's just going to be, it's too big of a, of a step up in competition for Alex. Um, if he doesn't get a hold of his neck within that front headlock Anaconda Dars area and, and he lets, you know, Figueroa start getting his hands going, it's going to be a, a really quick night or a really long night. Kev. I'm going to go with, go with Davison Figueroa. Kev? Oh, this feels so good. Perez is the 10th planet guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, then it's easy for me. I'm going to choose the 10th <laughs> planet guy. Are you kidding? What kind of logic would I be exhibiting if I didn't choose the 10th planet guy? Oh, I got to choose. <laughs> I got to choose Perez. <laughs> It's think not of, even close. He's the motherfucking grease lightning of jujitsu fighters. He's John Travolta. He's the other guy that went to rehab. He's everything. <laughs> this is easy. Kev, are you just trying to make Tony feel bad for picking against that his 10P hurts, for L? Because it seems Raph, like it's 10P no, for some time right to now. You, man to man. That hurts. <laughs> 10, 10p muscle minnows. <laughs> <laughs> well, gents, Kev, can you do me a favor? On your tally, can you tell me how many fights you guys have different? Because I'm looking at my list right now, and it's not a ton. Well, I'm looking at Nevada's vote account versus Ohio. So, mm-hmm. DeCasas versus Sakuza, one. Yep, that's one. D-Rod versus Dalby, two. Paul Craig, Paul Craig, nope, just two. Um, Mike Perry versus Tim Means, three. Mm. Huban, Huban, three. Shevchenko, Shevchenko, three, though he backed out. Buckley, Buckley, three. Shevchenko, Limsky, four. B. Moreno, B. Moreno, four. Chukagen, Cavillo, five. Costco versus Panolani, <laughs> five. Sasha Fears, yeah, we got that one. Figueredo, six. So six fights. Okay. So, gents, your differences 
are hinging off of six. And Kev, I want to ask on the Daniel Rodriguez. I think both of you have D-Rod, don't you? Yes. Kev, you put down D-Rod, right? Oh, I did, yeah. Okay, so it's come down to five fights, which has to make you feel weird because this is, what, 11 fights or so on this one? So it's really hinging on five different fights. So as we come up with a way to come up with a potential tiebreaker in the event some weird shit happens, even though it's an odd number, we do two performances of the night and one fight of the night. Now, Kevin, uh, I think on that last one, it was you who did the last pick. So you're going to tell us your two performances of the night and the fight of the night as a tiebreaker. Well, first, Mike Perry. Okay. is an easy one. Second, Moreno for performance of the night and then fight of the night. Let's not get fussy about this. It's always the same one. Fig weirdo versus Perez. All right. Tony Fig weirdo already copywritten. It is. It's close, but it's not there. Tony, what are your two performances of the night and a fight of the night? So I got Brandon Royal versus Brandon Reno as fight of the night. I got uh, the Joaquin Buckley performance of the night, probably another crazy fucking knockout. And then I think... Um, Wait, what was that, Raph? So he's got Roy Val and Moreno as his fight of the night, and then Joaquin Buckley as one of his performances of the night. Thank you. And then I'm going to give... I'm going to give... If he does, if he does pull it off, I'll give Alex Perez the of the night. Insurance. <laughs> Is there any particular reason you're doing that? Is that to cover some bases so that you can resume being 10P for L again? Yeah, see? Okay, okay. You know, I was going to shoot a text to Perez. He's a friend of Grappling Hour as well, but you, you stopped me from doing it because I was about to be like, wow. yo, Burchak has no faith in you, dog. Oh, my God. But I'm not playing against you, so I would never do that. <laughs> oh, fuck. But here's the good news. Now we're going to go to you to give us what you have in mind as a potential bet for Kevin. I got two. One, one's fucked up, and I want it to be done to me. And then the other one, I wouldn't mind. Like I'd be, I'd be definitely put out by it. But I've done it before, and it was fucking horrible. I looked fucking terrible. Oh man, Raf, I want it noted there was personal yeah. growth that I didn't list the three right after he stopped okay. talking. All right, yep, I, got, I got it. So um, he has to shave his eyebrows off and dye his hair. Yeah, that's not happening. All right, what's the next one? Okay, 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 okay. No eyebrows. Leave the eyebrows on, but dye your hair. So, Tony, here's here's an interesting thing. The dyeing of the hair is really up to Kevin. I just don't know that anybody's going to see it in a COVID-esque time for a man who works at home at this point. So, you could do it, but there's not really an insult factor. Like, the person who's going to see it is this dog. Here's here's the other one then. Well, I mean, okay. all, all of these. Okay. Uh, I need you to eat a Carolina Reaper. Kev? Kev? What is this problem? I don't know. Kev, this is your chance to counter, uh, sir. I'd like to hear what you have in mind. 
Yeah. First of all, I didn't realize it was going to be so helpful this early on. But number one, <laughs> do you really want to eat a Carolina Reaper? Do I? No, I fucking do not. That's why I said dye your hair. <laughs> dye my hair what color? It's blonde right now? Yeah, it's beautiful. How <laughs> <laughs> like how how blonde? Like dirty blonde or like sandy? Like is it what, sandy? What what is your fucking problem? You know what? I'm gonna say this, Ref. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Or is it or is okay. it peach blonde? It First of all, this has become a very different podcast than I thought it was going to be in terms of how it was landing. Uh, I didn't expect that at the very end of it. Burchak was going to go, you know, I've got some samples here. Which hair palette do you really think fits? Uh, I really wasn't expecting to get the Cosmo pages toward the end. Kevin, what do you have to say? And what do you have as a counter? Because I'd like to hear where you're going. I think it's a Christmas cookie challenge. (laughs) Okay. Fuck me. I think that actually sounds worse to him, actually. do that. I will make a Christmas cookie about you. And vice versa, Raph. That's that's what I think. Christmas Christmas cookie challenge. Okay, okay. I don't know why, Burchek. Why did you sound so more pained by having to eat cookies? Is it because you're trying to keep your figure around the holidays? Well, it's because because I guarantee, like when when it happens, I'm probably more more than likely gonna get a call, and then all of a sudden I have to do this bet. And he's like, I need you to eat three cases of those frosted Christmas cookies <laughs> that they have at the front of. Every supermarket. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that that was like a kryptonite to you that was going to make you very weak. I don't think it's because you're afraid. No, I'm just going to make an Anthony Burchett cookie. He has to make a Kevin Phillips cookie. Those are the terms. Just one cookie, not the whole batch. You don't have to like ruin your weight cut. Uh, yeah. I mean. It's a little bit of a lame bet, but I, I like it. I, have, well, I was going to make cr- butt cheeks, and then I was going to make me as a microphone a- <laughs> penetrating it. <laughs> so I you have. can make it as lame as you want, my friend. All right. Sounds good. I got it. Perfect. I'm in. I will tell, right, you, I will tell you this. So I think what you, the person who does lose has to do is they have to do it via video. So they essentially have to explain the cookie in a very explaining, like embarrassing way. So I, I'm good with embarrassing. that. Embarrassing. I'm just telling you. I'll be what's never that prouder than if I have to put a big ass cock cookie right in the ass cookie. <laughs> I just like the idea that for Burchak, if he has to like actually turn into fucking Julia Child explaining how the fuck he made a cookie, that most people would be like, <laughs> he had to have lost a bet. And they would fully expect him to have to eat a California Reaper just because he didn't know which Shevchenko was fighting on the card. Oh, wait. No, it's both. So I would hate for you to have to do that just because you needed a little reference on that. Um, we could we can work out those details. So anyway, uh, Berjack, here's what we do on the show. So we all go and watch the fights, but we always invite the person who does over under Kevin to show up next week. So would you like to come back on and talk the fights next week with us? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds that sounds like a plan. Kev, do you have any departing words for your former nemesis? I hate him most of all, Raph, because of his good looks and his lightweight. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Vertex, do you have any closing departing words for Kevin? Fucking lose some weight. Get that down to a thirty-two, <laughs> not a thirty-six. How about he that? He just got married, Raj. He's come on, man. 
It's, a, it's a tough time for him. It's rude. If you, if you, if you want to keep her, make sure you're thin. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...